0: Come
1: on, babies. Fucking webcams. Yeah, whatever. It is what it is. So yeah, deer, you're peeing? You got scared? Thought there was deer gonna bite your pecker? I don't
2: remember. It doesn't make it. It doesn't make a difference. you want to uh, uh, start the show with some opening takes? Uh, Bill is uh, soon to join us uh, as we get the show started. <laughs>
1: April Fools. <laughs> oh, it is April Fools. I put
0: that
2: <laughs> in an email. I didn't read the email. Oh, okay uh yeah no bill tonight he uh
1: bring me. out your dead bring out your dead
2: <laughs> bring out your dead <laughs> what do you say you and i start the show with some opening takes the civil mind sports show we we talk uh the the latest and the greatest in new england sports news ray your
1: opening take if you would uh, thank you, Richard. Uh, as everyone knows, Robert Williams had a torn meniscus in his knee, got surgery today. The thing that's pissing me off the most is listening to the Boston media saying that they need to play for a certain playoff position. I say no. I wrote a uh, blog on this today on com. No, SimpleMindSportsShow.com. Yeah, SimpleMindSports.com. You fucking idiot idiot. thank you and uh yeah i wrote one on there today i think they just need to keep winning uh no need to slow this down you want to play a confident basketball uh when you're out there you know you don't want to go and lose here win there lose there no you just want to keep winning keep playing that playoff basketball this is the best shot for this uh part of the country to win a championship and i think you need to keep on rolling without robert williams and not worry about playoff seating and playing the toronto raptors or whoever else shitty team you want to play
2: uh totally disagree with that take. We'll get into that. Uh certainly during the show. I'll give you my opening take, which is a Patriots opening take. And Robert Kraft spoke at the NFL's owner meeting uh this past week and put Mr. Bill Belichick on notice a couple times over if you would uh the the key highlights out of that were he does not like the fact that they've not won a playoff game in three years he does not like the fact that they had four years in a row with bad drafts to his standards he does not like the fact that uh they spent some money last year and uh they want to spend money this year no 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 rubbercraft says no 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 bill belichick it is now your time to bring this team back to where it belongs which is winning playoff games uh on a yearly basis which I think we should all agree with him. And uh, there's some interesting sides you could take from what, what Kraft said if you kind of uh, drill down a little bit. Was he needling Bill? Was he motivating him? Was he uh, distributing blame for where the for the way the Patriots have gone? Uh, how much of blame should be on his shoulders? Uh, kind of interesting the way that he came out and spoke at, uh, at the NFL meetings this week, Raymond.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If you didn't fall asleep from it, because Kraft – likes to talk like this a lot well, he's and old
2: he's an old man
1: <laughs> just well get a pr person to talk for you then and say mr Krabs said this so he can speed up these interviews by it's his five son minutes.
2: who's like 60 by the way yeah <laughs> whatever <laughs> they don't let him speak figure uh, that shit out
1: man <laughs> we'll get into that uh bill's
2: opening take is uh bitch tits uh fucking raise a fucking <laughs> stupid and his mom's got a vagina <laughs> did i nail it yeah pretty much Good uh, show rundown. Yeah. Well, they'll be doing a Robert Williams knee, what that means for the Celtics and the playoffs, NBA playoffs coming uh, hot, and, hot and heavy here in the next uh, couple weeks. Robert Kraft putting Belichick on notice. We'll be doing a little Red Sox opening day roster. Just a touch, just a touch of the Bruins laying an egg against Toronto on Tuesday. And uh, in in what that means for the division in the wild card. simplest minds of the week, of course, and, Perhaps a soccer minute, right? Or or perhaps a wrestling minute. We'll see which way you want to take that one, and we'll see how fast I turn it off. Welcome to the Simple Minds Sports Show Friday Rewind, April 1st, April's Day, you hooligans. Welcome to the show. First, this is my sports show is brought to you by White Birch Brewing, the best craft brewing in New Hampshire, Nashua, New Hampshire, red dress, please. 460 Amherst Street. The good side of Amherst Street. Nashua is not the easiest word to say.
1: Nashua. Nashua.
2: Nashua.
1: Nashua. Nashua. No, it's Nashua. Nashua. It's, yeah, but if, three you're from up here, if you're from up here, it's two. Nashua.
2: Yeah, but if you say it fast, I guess. What, how, how do you say it? Say, I got to go down to Nashua
1: and get, uh, get some beer. I need to go down to Nashua and get some beer.
2: There's still three. It's just quick. Nope. Got to go down to Nashua. I got to go down to Nashua. 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 Nash. Nah. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. And if you're in Maine, it's basically one. Okay, Nash. I got down to Nashua. That's a little more Southern. I can't do a Maine accent. I'd have to work on that. Anyway. Ah, uh, uh, white, uh, white Craft. White Birch Brewing is down there. They do craft brewing, and they're in Nashua. And uh, it's the uh, good side of Amherst Street. Get yourself a flight. Get yourself a pint. Get yourself the Dr. Vittles Flight of Pints. Uh, if you can't get down to the brewery in Nashua, then get it at your local beer store. Wherever you get it, tell them these Simple Minds boys sent you White Birch Brewing. Start off a little Celtics here. Raymond Robert Williams and his knee. Uh, he had surgery. This is Tuesday, Wednesday recording. He had surgery Tuesday night, I think. Yeah, um, they uh, the Celtics and uh, Adrian Wojnarowski also rep- reported this the timetable re- to return for uh, Robert Williams one time Lord is four to six weeks. I ask you, do you believe that if you do
1: or don't, when will he be back and what will he look like? Uh, i don't believe the timetable is correct i don't believe we'll see him the rest of the season i think no matter how far we proceed in the playoffs it, he's going to be out and what was the last question what will uh, he look like if he did come let's back stop if he- let's stop there let's
2: stop there let's stop there cuz i disagree with you um i don't i don't think that they would put that pressure on a young player like that if they didn't expect him to try and come back i expect him to see the court the reason why i asked what will he look like because i i kind of lean towards your way where I don't know if he's going to be the same player and he might just end up not, you know, playing yeah. big minutes or, or re-injuring himself, although it is surgery. And when guys come back from, a, um, so there were two surgeries. There was the, the smaller one, which is what he opted to have based on the results that we have that would have brought him back in four to six weeks, which tells us that they thought that the tear was small enough where they could go in and remove a piece we'll and and they would be okay where the larger surgery would be if it was a full tear or a large tear, where they'd have to, they couldn't just remove it because then that creates friction against the knee and the bone on bone shit like Julian Edelman had, which is career ending and creates chronic knee problems like um, Kemba Walker had. Mm
1: -hmm. So you
2: have to imagine if you're dealing with something that serious and that long of, Uh, repercussions for a player like this who relies on his athleticism that they wouldn't have made a rash decision to bring him back. If it wasn't a small tear, if it wasn't a small injury, that's, that's what I'm going on. Of course they could have, of course, maybe they could have made a rash decision, but logic tells me they didn't logic tells me they went, it was a small tear. It was a minor surgery and they set the timetable four to six weeks because that's what the injury calls for. So if that's the case, I I expect them to
1: try and and get him back on the floor. I I don't, if not, they just would have said he would have been out the rest of the season. I don't know. He's not going to be conditioned. You know, you're out four to six weeks. Obviously you're going to be laying low. You're not going to be out there being exercise or anything like that. So yeah, four to six weeks there. Then you got to get your conditioned back. And the minutes that he's been playing this year, it's not like he's been, you know, low in the league. I mean, we have an eight man rotation, so he's in there constantly every quarter. So I feel like you can't rush this back. If he's going to be a piece of this puzzle for years to come, I wouldn't want to rush him back. I would say, take your time. If you can't make the playoff run, then don't stay out, get healthy. Okay. So 2023. this is where
2: I absolutely disagree with you for two reasons. Number one, I just laid it out. If, if they're making the decision to have the smaller surgery to push for a championship this year and, and sacrifice his long career, Hey, tough call. I'll root for you. I hope it happens. I hope you can contribute. But if you had, if he had a large tear and it was a big injury and they still opted to go for this surgery and they sacrificed his future, then that's a big risk and a jeopardy. And it's not something most uh, common day professional athletes are going to do because I don't think that's what happened. And even if they did, then I absolutely expect him back. And I absolutely expect them to push it to the limit and they should try and win a championship. But in terms of like, if he had a small tear and they still wanted to go with the lengthy surgery to keep him fresh for the next three fuck that, fuck that I'm against that all the time. That's I call it the Steven Strasburg method. I, was, I moved down here in D.C. I've told you this story multiple times. Steven Strasburg uh, had come up, was a sensation, got some tightness in his elbow. They shut him down for the playoffs, thinking that they were going to be the hottest shit for years to come. Took him seven years to get back, and a miracle to win a World Series, um, spending a ton of money on that team. So, no, if you have a chance, you should go for it. And I think that's what they're doing, which is also why I think we'll see Robert Williams back. I think we'll see him back. I don't what know if, if you'll see him. he's at 70% from- though? What if he's 70%? Would you want him back? Yeah. Or is that rushing it? No, so my next question is 70% of Robert. I don't I don't care about the future injury, I don't care because I want him traded. I want him traded this offseason, to be honest with you, because he's going to continue to get injured because he's been injured his entire fucking that's what career. I was going to
1: say. That's what I was going to say. That's why I don't think this uh, four to six weeks is going to be on his level. So, he okay, so injured. he's a very injury prone. He hasn't played a full season ever in his uh, career. Back I to mean, the I original time
2: frame, the four to six weeks puts him at four weeks. At the end of um, round one, six weeks somewhere in the middle of round two, I expect them if they. I expect I don't expect them to see the, that. I would put it at seven or eight, right? Because of yeah, what you said, yeah, because of absolutely. the player, which puts them in the Eastern Conference Finals, which they probably have the potential to do that even without Robert Williams, depending on the seeding. Back to your opening take, I agree that you shouldn't fuck around with winning. However. I think that Al Horford is a guy that should rest as much as possible down the stretch. I think Jalen Brown has a knee thing that if you can decrease his minutes, that, help, that helps you. Same with Tatum, just to be fresh for the playoffs. So if you can take those guys from 30 to 34 minutes a night and, and play them 20 to 20, 24 to 28, and that means that you lose two or three games in the process, and that means you get the three seed or the four seed where you might have got the one or two seed, that's what I would say you're where you're manipulating the seating. Like, I don't want them to go tank. I don't expect them to pull a Toronto and not throw any of their starters out there for the rest of the year. No, but that's no, no, what no, it no, sounds no.
1: Like, That's what the media is up here saying is no, that, no, 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 no. You have to be manipul- called like green teamers. It's stupid.
2: You have to manipulate it. in what I just said, you have to limit the minutes for, for those four guys and Marcus smart. If you want to play that game and for your starter. limit the minutes for those starters. And if that equates to losses, like against the heat tonight, so be it, because you're not going to fall below four. You, um, eat the fucking cookie, right? You're not going to fall below below four. You're going to have home court at least in round one, and that's a favorable matchup. You should win that. And then you're looking at Philly or Milwaukee in round two. Hopefully you get Philly because they're, you know, Milwaukee's a trash. juggernaut, no. and Philly's fucking trash, in my opinion. You know, you just have to get through and beat. And you could probably do that without Robin Williams. I don't know if you get past the Bucks without Robin Williams, and I would not fault them if they didn't. You just hope for a favorable, uh, favorable matchup in the second round. So that's what I mean by manipulating
1: the seating, just limit those guys minutes. And, and if that means you lose, then that means you lose. But that but the people here, like you'll hear them call into like 95 EI, all those stations. And they're basically saying you got to tank game so we can get Toronto, which I don't even think that's a favorable matchup because they did a report today out of the four top Eastern uh, conference teams, uh, Milwaukee and I believe, uh, Miami, they're all vaccinated. And then they asked, uh, Philly and Boston and they said, no comment, meaning there's some players on Boston that aren't vaccinated. And if you're not vaccinated, you're not playing in Toronto. So I don't, I don't even think, think don't Toronto think would be to a great matchup. I don't think
2: Al Horford's vaccinated. I think that's why he got the personal game before
1: Jalen Brown is either. He hasn't played in Toronto yet this year either. Maybe not. Um, yeah, it would be interesting to see how that, how that shook out.
2: And it, would be a big, it would be a big story one way or the other. I would expect them to kind of pull the trigger and get the shot if, if that was the case. But either way, what, you know, we don't do politics on the show. That, they should win against Toronto. They should win against Cleveland. They should win against Chicago. They're better than them with or without Robert Williams. You start Agreed. talking to me about
1: the Bucks, that's a different story. I give the Bucks the edge there um, pretty handily. I think so, the talk- Bucs is the only one that I would give the edge over any team that they would play in the second round. Without Robert Williams. Without Robert Williams. I think they can beat Miami without Robert Williams. I think they can beat Philly without Robert Williams. I think they can. I just... Um, I, I don't think they can
2: beat the Bucs. I think they can beat everybody else. I, oh, exactly, if they, yeah. if they lost to Philly, if they lost to Miami in that second round without Robert Williams, depending on how it looked, if it went six, seven games and it was competitive and you noticed the difference in Robert Williams, yeah. then, okay, I guess,
1: you know, it sucks you have the injury. But how about Tice? How, mu- how much... What did I say to you when they, we traded for him? I don't remember. They reminded me of the 2003 Detroit Pistons. Remember oh, I Jesus said how Christ. Right. Oh, <laughs> fucking Christ. Bill would have remembered. <laughs> you
2: know. Bill would have remembered. He almost shot you. Uh,
1: no, I don't think he, it's that, but I think he could. How fill. much of
2: Robert Williams is Daniel Tice? And I'll give you what Daniel Tice does that Robert Williams does. He has a little bit of a lob effect. Um, he's a good passer. Um, and he has some ability around the rim as a rim protector. Those are the three things he has in common. He's a much better perimeter shooter than Robert mm-hmm. Williams. Robert Williams doesn't shoot. Um, and he can handle the ball a little bit. He's a better pick and roll player than Robert Williams up top pick and pop player. So he's got some attributes that are a little bit better than Robert Williams, but in those three categories, defending the rim, um, lob threat, and um what else did I say? Offensive rebounding? I forget what else would I said. he's a good passer too but those are three offensive rebound lob threat and uh defending the rim like what percentage of of rob williams is daniel tice
1: well you mean daniel tice is like probably 25 percent of robert williams 25 (laughs) i don't do numbers well
2: 25. Holy shit. That's the only reason why I say that is because he's scrub. He, I'm 25% of Rob, you're Robert. 25% of Robert Rob Williams.
1: Williams is gelling well with the starting five. I think Tice is a more secondary player. Played three years with these guys. Yeah, but they, they didn't went to an Eastern team. conference finals with Tice eh,
2: as I a starting that. center. Yeah, I, but, look, I'm not. I'm not. a Look, I, I thought that that trade Dennis Trader for Tice was a good trade. Uh, I think Brad Stevens has made a team. Um, where you, you're seeing it now, where a guy like Robert Williams goes down and you have his replacement in Daniel Tice because he does similar things. He's not 25% of Robert Williams, maybe 65%. is. That's what 50, I meant, 60, 65 maybe 65. Is, is Daniel Tice half the player of Robert Williams? I yeah. think he's more than half the player of Robert Williams. At least much. half. At least half. He's 65%. Let's call him 65% of Robert Williams. Okay, I like that. I think that's fair. 67, yeah. 69% of Robert Williams. No, it's too high. Okay, oh, fine. It's, it's, 60, 66, 60. Well, so
1: 64 because we can round down to 60 in case we we don't, you know, it doesn't look good.
2: Okay, fair enough. Uh, it, oh, but it still means that a lot of other guys are going to have to step up. Grant Williams is, I think, going to probably get the starting position in that. Uh, I expect Jason Tatum to play some power forward because of that. He And he's used to it. He played like basically all of last year and the year before his power forward. And he's put on some muscle and bulk. So he should be able to do that. Uh, that means Peyton Pritchard's gonna get more time. That means Derek White's Peach gonna get baskets. more time, and that means Aaron knee Smith, who actually hit some bucket threes in that game in Toronto. You look good the other night. You look good the other night. Yeah. When guys get time and they get rhythm, they
1: sometimes look okay. Even on defense, though, he looked pretty good. His main factor is defense. He's a he's a nut. no. He, he was jumped. the best. He was the best shooter in the. My draft. Apologies. My You're apologies. It's all right. It's
2: all right. <laughs> um. Yeah. We uh, fell off the rails a little bit on that one. So what's your, okay, let's finish. Let's uh, bring it all back to form. Final predictions, uh, you know, predictions suck, but I don't know. So are you bummed out on this Celtics run? Do you still expect them to make a run here uh, without
1: Robert Williams, or even if they get him back late in this playoff playoff run? Yeah, I think Eastern Conference Finals should be the main objective. Main objective for this team. Still, I don't think that losing Robert Williams is going to be that much of a factor until the Eastern Conference Finals. So, hopefully, he can come back by then. But I don't think this is going to be that much of a detour for this team.
2: Yeah, I just think, <clears throat> think we have to be careful with um, where we say the cutoff is, because I think it depends on the team. We've talked about that. Like if you yeah. if because the standings are so wacky. Like, if you end up with the Nets in the second round and you lose to them because you don't have Robert Williams and it just, you know. Uh, even if you had Robert Williams and you lost to the Nets because KD and Kyrie go off, they're better. They're, those guys are better than your players. So it, it's, I, I wouldn't give them that much of, I wouldn't give them too hard of a time. I will, If they got blown out, if they got swept by the Nets or something, then yeah, we can shit on Yeah, it, But that's, yeah. they lost a tough series to the Nets or the Bucks. then I'm not going to give them too hard of a time, whether that's in the second round or the Eastern Conference Finals. That's, mm. I guess that's that's how I'll put it, but yeah, they should they should be able to beat every every other team, and if they don't, then it's a failure.
1: Yeah, I totally agree.
2: We'll take a quick break. We'll come right back with some Patriots thoughts.
1: Trying something new here. What it says? Can Rich actually play clips on the show?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna try.
1: All right. Perfect.
2: <laughs> okay. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Simple Mind Sports Show. Robert Kraft uh, puts Belichick on blast, puts him on notice. The, I, don't, the, I don't know if there's enough being made. I know that it's made national headlines. Maybe it, ha- maybe, maybe it is
1: a big enough story, but Robert Kraft basically just called out his head coach. ESPN ran it today on Sports Center. I was watching Sports Center before we started recording, and they brought it up. They were talking about Robert Kraft pretty much giving Bill like, "This is like your objective this year, and if you don't reach it, you're fucking, you could be gone." Do you think? um, So obviously,
2: they jettison Brady. He goes. You bring in Cam Newton. You go seven and nine. It's a train wreck. Brady wins the Super Bowl. You spend 163 million dollars in the off season. You draft Mac Jones, you get ten wins, you go to the playoffs, get your doors blown off, and then this offseason, you sit on your fucking hands.
1: Well, don't forget about two thousand eighteen either. That's Tom Brady's last year, or two thousand nineteen rather. Sorry, that was Tom Brady's last year, and they lost to the Titans. You know,
2: yeah, I don't think I think that that's a little bit of hyperbole for him to talk about that year. Uh, I but think he did that, talk
1: about it. He said we haven't won in uh, three years now. That he's bringing that up. So
2: I know. But if Brady was here, he wouldn't say that. I think that the last two years are the problem. And my, my greater question is not just the last two years, it's this, this off season and the way, not only the lack of um, uh, movement that Belichick has had in the free agency, which uh, Kraft spoke about, which we can play some things here, but also uh, his coaching staff, which Robert Kraft was asked about specifically. And he sounded like baffled, like literally he's like, what, (laughs) His exact quote was something like, you're saying, I don't have a coaching staff. And then he kind of caught himself and went on to say, look, Belichick does things a unique way. And anybody that uses unique in that situation is just saying they don't know how to explain it. It's fucking dumb. Um and uh, hopefully it works because I'm uh, results oriented. It's like, so, when
1: your that's like when your in-laws come over and your wife explains why you're on the couch. Well, he had a rough night and, you know, <laughs> don't, don't really yeah. want to say he's a fucking degenerate asshole alcoholic. Yeah, no, he might, right uh, he might.
2: I think his stomach's hurting him. Let me see if I can do this right. Tell me if you can see what I'm about to play. A little yep. Robert Kraft here? Yeah. All right, let's play it. Uh, here's what I, here's, I got a couple here. Here's, some, here's first words from Robert Kraft.
0: After my family, there's nothing more important to me than the New England Patriots. That's my passion. So whatever I can do, hopefully in a small way, to make that happen, I'm here. I'm not happy that we haven't won a
2: playoff game in three years. So I think about that a lot. How about that? Right there, right there in your face. I'm not happy we haven't won a playoff game in three years. I think about that a lot. Is that not pulling, putting his head coach
1: completely on blast? I mean, what if you went to your job and they said, you know, I haven't been happy with your performance in the last three years, what would you take that as? Oh, shit, I'm on the hot seat. I need to fucking <laughs> get my shit together and get to that where my boss would be happy with me right now. That is what that sounded like right there.
2: Yeah, 100%. And uh, I think it's a fact that Robert Kraft – since he's owned the Patriots, has not gone four years without, making, without winning a playoff game. Yeah. So that's on the agenda right there as well. All right, let's, keep, uh, let's see if I can continue to make this work. You see Robert? I see Robert. Ah, look at me. All right, go ahead.
1: Speak up, Robert. Oh, I don't want Tamara. Tamara. Tamara Brown, you might be a good guest, but not right now.
0: <laughs> I go back to 01. Uh, we definitely didn't have the best headlines, the best talent, but we had the best team and, and they came together. And that taught me a lot that the chemistry of what goes on no matter uh, and the intellect of the people you come in and who have to understand your system, just because a guy has a record over here that goes to another place doesn't ensure success. But we'll see. I think Bill has a unique way of doing things. You know, it's worked out pretty well up to now. So uh, I, I know what I don't know. And I try to stay out of the way of things I don't know. I think he's pretty good. he over 40 years of experience doing it. So it, it doesn't sometimes look straight line. To our fans and or to myself, but I'm mm.
2: results. oriented. God, I just made myself a lot of editing. Um, straight <laughs> line <laughs> that's not a straight line process for Mr. Bill Belichick, does things in unique ways. We just touched on it. Look, I I don't know how else you want to take these comments from Robert Kraft, other than you know, he is he's look results oriented, he wants a win in the playoffs
1: it's the with the result that he is giving right now is that I chose the wrong person. I should have kept Tom over Bill.
2: Do you think it's that? Uh, like, I don't think anything's black and white and I certainly don't, I certainly don't think this one's black and white, but you can feel the remorse. Do you think he's all the way there? Like, do you, I don't think that the relationship between Kraft and Belichick is broken, yeah. but they, but they together, decided to let Brady walk craft craft can't
1: no, but he put will.
2: all the blame on bill. It's he his, well, he's trying to let yeah. me see, let me see if I can uh, pull up that. I want to get to that draft question. He's trying to,
1: and um, he's trying to on the, on the playoff stuff on the draft he's playing, stuff. He's playing it. Like I'm just the owner. I just signed the checks. I don't really go. I let bill do whatever he wants to do. That's what I'm taking from this whole interview. There's just is two that- things about that, Robert.
2: Number one is you let Brady walk. You could mm-hmm. have paid him. You could have overrode Belichick and paid Brady and gave him what he wanted. And maybe Belichick walks. Maybe he doesn't. I bet you he doesn't. People think that he's a stubborn mule and would have I bet you he stays. He's pretty fucking comfortable in Nantucket. Mm-hmm. And also, you your point, Ray, you write the checks. You wrote 163 million of them last year and you've wrote none of them this year. That's on you, bud. That's on you, Robert. All right. So we know uh, that they are right in the middle of the pack in terms of cash spent on their players or in the NFL, on the NFL teams, not in cap, but in actual money given. And I had this thought the other day that uh, I think it was Andrew Callahan wrote that thing in the Herald about the Patriots setting up themselves for next year with 103 million in cap space. Yeah. You can push, look, you can sign so like the Browns just did it. They're paying Deshaun Watson one million dollars this year. He's owed 230 million. Yeah. You can sign a guy this year and put his cap space on next year. You just gotta pay him a little bit of cash. Yeah.
1: You You can go up there and sign coaches too. You know, you could go sign some offensive coordinators and what the fuck they're doing. You can find fucking Billy uh, O'Brien. They don't count on the cap, but you gotta pay him.
2: Yeah. And hey, how about instead of paying $20 million to Belichick as a coach, let's give 10 of that to Russell Gage as a wide receiver. How about that? How about that if he can't coach up these fucking guys? How about you start losing it out of your check, Bill? So I think that's what he's kind of talking about here, but don't let him off the hook too much. Don't let Robert Kraft off the hook too much Mm -hmm. because he's not paying the cash this year that uh, and and he let Brady walk just as much as Belichick let Brady walk. So remember that. People, I don't have the draft quote, uh, the draft clip here, but uh, shit, sorry. He talks about the draft and he talks about having to have a good draft this year. And uh, specifically says we have not had, a, we didn't have a good draft the four years prior. Last year, we had a good draft. And then he says, well, he, what he says is he tries to say we had a good draft and he catches himself and says the staff had a good draft and did a ju- good job. He's giving himself credit for taking power away from Belichick last year, giving it to Dave Ziegler and his staff, and and saying to the media, indirectly to Bill, your your last four years were trash. I stepped in, and we've had a good draft. Yep. And which that's obvious to me. You can disagree if you want. My question is, does that mean that Robert Kraft is stepping in again this year, and letting Elliot Wolf and those guys? Uh, do their work or is it saying all right bill i did i did my draft for this year, for last year and it was good we got good guys you Mac jones better mandre stevenson uh barmore now now it's back in your hands this year you better have a good fucking draft dude you better have a good draft because you'll be able to a tell off game in three years
1: and you haven't drafted fucking well until i put my foot in the door but you'll be able to know because if the patriots uh, trade out of the first round, then you know Bill's back in the driver's seat. That's a good. That's that's, that's how you'll know if Bill's back in the. This is my draft. I'm going to do things my way.
2: That's kind of a good. Uh, yeah, it's a good point.
1: All right, you want to end on a positive note? You want to hear what Robert
2: had to say about Mac? I'd love to. I'd love to. Okay, okay. let's try and do this. Here's here's Bill Craft uh, on Mac Jones.
0: Um, he's, I come in there sometimes on the weekend or still watching film, just doing things that I wouldn't believe someone of his, his background would have that kind of commitment, given his past. And the guys in the locker room really like him, all the guys. You know, he's, he's just, and, you know, I actually believe he has a little more edge than seen but he's been respectful of coming in as a rookie. So I'm very high on him. I think we really, uh, staff did a great job drafting him. Uh, We're lucky to have him for our future.
2: That was a little bit of the cut I was talking about. Yeah. We really did a good, the staff did a really good job drafting him. Did you hear
0: that? Oh, yeah.
2: Should we replay that? Sure.
0: I think we really, uh, the staff did a great job.
2: What's that? What's that, Robert? The staff did a great job. Oh, is it the staff?
0: I think we really, uh,
2: the staff. Did oh, that's right. Yeah, the <laughs> staff. The staff. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the staff did. Yeah, yeah no. You had we, no,
1: we, you we had staff.
2: absolutely no part in Mac Jones coming to the Patriots. Nope. Uh-uh. Not him. <laughs> that's the, I mean. I don't know. Shots fired. Is it gonna end? All right. So what? What's what do we think if uh, Belichick goes out there? So look, he, he they're they're right now looking at a potential third place finish in the division, missing the playoffs. Um, you know, worst case scenario, falling under five hundred, possibly drastically under five hundred. I don't think that's going to happen. I actually, I'm on the on the side of things that Mac Jones is going to be really good. I think Mac Jones is going to have a really good year. Um, Positive.
1: You're a positive energy kind of guy right now.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not in my nature. I just, I just have a little bit of a gut feeling that that offense is going to tick up because of Mac Jones. I do have faith in Mac Jones. I do. I think he's a heady guy that can uh, run this offense. Maybe Joe judge and Matt Patricia drag him down. That's that's a possibility. Um, but if, if they do, if they miss the playoffs, if they get blown out in the, let's say they miss the playoffs. Let's say they have an okay year, but miss the playoffs. Where What's does an okay that... year?
1: What's an okay year? I need
2: a, I need a uh, record. I don't know. Nine and, nine and eight. Nine and eight and uh, miss the playoffs.
1: But where are you in the AFC East? Second or third? Second. Okay. So the Dolphins didn't make it in before you? No. Positive year. A positive year. For what everyone, else, what everyone else did around the AFC, and if you go 9-8, and eight above 500... does Kraft look at it that way? I think so. I think he would.
2: I disagree. I think he wants a playoff win. I think since I gave you $163 million last year, go get a fucking playoff win. I pay you $20 million a year to make up for a shitty roster and your stupid coaching decisions. Go get a playoff win.
1: Draft no, a guy, I- top 15, go get a fucking playoff win. I don't think that's in the cards this year. And I think he, but I think, I think Robert needs to be realistic on the fact that they didn't go out and spend any money. I mean, the biggest signing we had is Jabil Jabil peppers. I got to get that right before headlines, but yeah, uh, they, that's the big signing and it's a one-year deal. That's nothing to write home about.
2: Yeah. They didn't sign shit and they <laughs> let people and they let people walk. Um, but they, they, you know, they spent money last year. I, Look, that's last we, year, that's not this year, whether it's whether Robert thinks that or Bill things that I think you can't take a step back for Mac Jones, for the Patriots. You can't take a step back. So even if even if that means nine and eight and it, and it was a better nine and eight than ten and seven this year, I can look, you know, it'll it'll be, quote unquote, craft results oriented. Let me see what that nine and eight looks like. Yeah, of course. Um, and if you miss the playoffs. But no, I think like you have to continue making steps forward with this team and Mac Jones. You can't take a step back and wait to load up again next year. Like you have to continue making steps forward. You can't be an eight win, seven win, six win team. That's out of the question. You, I mean, that's, I gave you the basement level of success. You yeah. have to be nine, 10, 11 wins, knocking on the door of the playoffs, knocking on the door of a win. That's, that's where you need to be. You have to be making strides forward. Yeah. And Robert Kraft just laid that out for everybody.
1: We'll see. All right, let's uh, kick it over to headlines with the obvious one. Thank you, Richard. Robert Williams underwent surgery to repair his torn meniscus. The Celtics have set his timetable for return at four to six weeks. And other news: the Celtics also believe leprechauns are real, and Danny Ainge still has a plan for the horde of draft picks that he once had. Robert Kraft, speaking to the media at the NFL owners meeting, gave Bill Belichick a verbal spanking. He was quoted as saying, I'm a, New England, I'm a New England Patriots fan. This ain't no cuckold organization like the Revs. I really don't ask for much. Playoff wins, the admiration from everyone who knows me, and secret handies from lovely Asians. End quote. Rubber craft. Same day, Bill Belichick signed Jabir, Jabril Peppers, an injured journeyman. You failed. Safety. You failed on that. It was I in, know. You're in the headlines now, and you didn't get that. Jabril? Correct. Jabril? Jabril. Jabril Peppers. Jabril Peppers. Nope. Yeah. I didn't get either.
0: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <syllables is> <laughs> Formerly employed by the incompetent Joe Judge, but he is mediocre at five different positions. The Bruins pee pee down their leg against Toronto on Tuesday night. Uh, Racer Thomas doesn't do hockey, but me think they win a big game against the Devils. The Bruins remain a tight race to stay out of the wildcard position. It is a tight race. I'm dreading. The Red Sox will break camp next week. Opening day is April 7th. Nathan Navaldi will be the, on the mound for the local nine. And Billy Baseball prediction 80 wins for this Red Sox team because he his hate is the only emotion he knows and rage. Holy Dispatch. shit. Let me do those last go. The Red Sox will break camp next week. The
2: opening day is April 7th. Nathan Navaldi will be on the mound for the local nine. So Billy said. Baseball prediction is 80 wins for the Red Sox team because his... Oh, yeah. No, I wrote that See? wrong. <laughs> See? See? <laughs> I had to catch myself, dink. Billy Baseball's prediction uh, is 80 wins for the Red Sox because the only emotion that he has is hate and
1: rage. Unless fat shaming is an emotion. Yeah, none this, has of that. Been the, this has been the the lines with the obvious one. Back to you, Richard. See, you wrote it wrong, you dink.
2: How dare yeah, you. yeah, no, I wrote that wrong. I had to write that wrong. You did it twice. what I'll do is I'll, I'll write in a uh, uh, someone I've I've read this before in journalists things where you just stream of thought and then you go back and edit. That, that's an example. of back. I didn't go back and edit that one. I didn't I didn't get back there to edit. I didn't get back there to make those changes on that one. The, the exact line read: "Billy baseball is." prediction 80 wins for this red sox team because he's <laughs> hate is the only emotion he knows and rage is fashion emotion you know what also is the thing i was trying to do i was trying to get you to read like an actual baby i almost made you do it but if in the uh if the you don't bruins, put it in the
1: quotes i don't do it
2: the bruins pee down their leg against Toronto and tuesday night
1: wasted hummus
2: doesn't do do hoggy
1: that's why i was like what the fuck is wasted hummus
2: I was, trying, I was trying I was trying to subconsciously get
1: you to fucking read like a baby. My fault. My fault. No, no, no. I would have been no, better no. if you
2: just did it. Uh I'll make I'll make you read like a baby on purpose um somewhere down the line. Uh speaking of babies, baseball is back. Uh Red Sox opening day roster. We love Billy baseball here. He's
1: definitely home by now, but he has he's not checked in, so He is jerking off on with 45 minutes and a, five tabs open right now. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so let's just do a quick
2: uh, Red Sox opening day roster. I have the lineup, the starting nine. I didn't bother getting the bench because they have extended rosters, and we don't know exactly who's gonna. Here's who's gonna be there: Christian Arroyo will be there, and whoever else. Okay, so we're doing the starting nine and the lineup, and then the uh, the rotation, and uh, and that'll be and that'll be about that. Uh, they open up next Thursday as this airs in our next show on this stuff will be the Friday the Yankees. A- yeah. It'll be the it Friday is. after. So yeah, we'll have, we'll have some things to say about that opening day. Uh, but here's, here's your lineup. And Alex Cora basically gave us this lineup in the last game they played against the Braves on uh, Wednesday that they won 10 to seven. They've been cleaning up in the fucking spring training. So, you know, that means title contenders. But uh, at leadoff in center field, he has Kike Hernandez hitting second at third base. Rafael Devers at shortstop, uh, Xander Bogarts in third. And the cleanup position at DH, uh, Mr. Uh, JD himself. Verdugo, Alex Verdugo in left field hitting fifth. And the newest addition, uh, $23 million man himself, Trevor Story hitting sixth at second base. Bobby, Mr. 200 Dahlbeck. In first at first base, hitting seventh. JBJ, Jackie Bradley Jr. back in Boston, uh, in right field, hitting eighth. And Christian Vasquez, uh, holding down, uh, this, the uh, catcher position, hitting ninth. Can I interrupt uh, you real quick? Let me yeah. interrupt you.
1: When we did our show last week, wasn't this almost the exact same lineup that you said that was going to be the opening day roster?
2: Toot, toot uh bill was very angry with me uh, <laughs> Very, very he did, angry he did not like that and i think i may have had bogarts at second endeavors at third however i underestimated the nerds need for a left right combination in baseball you know you and know there you go uh there's a story on this either in the athletic or maybe maz wrote it at 98.5 maz but wrote this yeah the uh the red sox management as they call it quote-unquote management not the manager management believes that putting trevor story behind verdugo gives them a really solid left right combination one through six in the lineup and that means what because pitchers come in and pitchers come out and blah 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 i'll say this i will 2 and say this was the lineup i only said it based on the information that i've was reading from what people were covering of the team. It's not like I wanted it or predicted it.
1: No, you put your glasses on and you were a nerd yourself. And you said, ah, I read, I can see the light. I know this is going to be, but I
2: agree with bill. You pay a guy $23 million a year, put him at the top of the fucking lineup, not sixth. Can Trevor's we'll edit, story
1: we'll edit not this do out, what, right? Edit this out. You ever want to go with Bill? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Can, can Trevor Story not do what Kike Hernandez does? I mean, I get Kike Hernandez was really good for this team last year. Nice spark plug. Added uh, really good power at uh, at the leadoff position, which is uh, not seen a lot of in baseball, whichever story's fast, he hits for average. We'll see what he does out of Colorado, of course. But fuck your right-left fucking lineups, Corey. Jesus Christ! I like Verdugo, but he's, you know, he's streaky and he's willing. You know, he's liable to hit fucking two. 50 this year. Like, is this
1: Cora though? You said Cora, the Cora's lineup. Yeah, you think, yeah, yeah, you're right. No, it's, it's, it's not Cora's lineup. Nerds. It's the nerds telling him where everyone's going to go in the batting order. I that's hate Trevor's
2: story at, at, at sixth. I hate do, do it. You think
1: that's going to, you think that it last past July though?
2: I don't think it lasts past the first week. Like, you, I, uh, I mean, you think it's going to be that quick? Drop Verdugo. Like, there's a big difference in baseball between the fifth hitter and the sixth hitter, just <laughs> in your psyche. Like you're the sixth hitter, you're the bottom nine of the lineup. Yeah, you're the bottom nine. Like, and, and I think Alex Cora was quoted as saying is Trevor Story uh, adds speed that they can alleviate. You know, they can bring to the line uh, bottom of the lineup, and he adds power and, and hitting to the bottom of the lineup. Great. So does Kike. Yeah. So does Kike. He's just not as good of a hitter, but you're better hitter at the top of the lineup. It's just baseball because he gets more at bats. Cause what's it goes tra- like the lineup goes like this and it comes around. And by the time you get to the ninth inning, that sixth hitter
1: generally doesn't get a chance to hit, but the what number about, one hitter does. What about the nerd factor that you were talking about that uh, Trevor story out of Colorado, isn't that great of a hitter? Well, I guess we'll find out, yeah, but do I don't think, think that's what they're taking into consideration being like, all right, his maybe. numbers outside of Colorado. Maybe we should drop in the six, see how that goes.
2: Maybe, but uh, you don't sign a guy $23 million not out of Colorado not, not thinking he can hit.
1: Or are you John Henry signing a $23 million player because you've heard the fans bitching that you haven't signed anyone?
2: Better point. Better
1: point. And if that's the case,
2: then maybe that's why he's in sixth. But I don't think that's the case. I think John Henry's in fucking Pittsburgh and Liverpool. I don't think he, I don't even think he knows who's starting for his Red Sox team right now. No, I don't think he does. So I know I think it's a baseball decision. I think it's a nerd baseball decision, and I mean if I nerds don't...
1: are taking over that much, you you I think that factor has to come into play. Because Absolutely. Looking at the batter, uh away batting averages, be like, all right, maybe he's not as great as he is. Let's take time, see how he does in the AL East now, and see where we can go with it.
2: Yeah, I mean B- Bill's probably better to speak to this because I've watched a lot of fucking Colorado um, Rockies baseball, but if Trevor's story is as good as people say he is, and his numbers say he is, then he'll end up at the top of the lineup sooner rather than later. And Kike will be the guy that lands in fifth or sixth spot in the lineup. And God forbid you have two right-handed hitters back-to-back and Verdugo has to slip to sixth. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Speaking of Jesus, Nathan Avaldi will be taking the mound on opening day. Uh, My Nathan Evaldi. How fucking right was I in the Red Sox last year? And how wrong was Bill? That's that's something that's talked about. As Bill
1: would say, 100%.
2: My guys were Nathan Evaldi and Nick Pavetta. And those guys carried that staff last year to an ALCS, which I had them winning the division. They didn't win the division, but they beat the Yankees in the play-in. You had them going to the World Series. All right. You're right. I failed. I failed. You're right. Nathan Evaldi shouldn't have question marks around him anymore. The guy's, the guy's legit. Uh, he'll pitch four really fucking good games in a row and then have a dud and then pitch Roar four really good games Nick. in a row. Nick Pavetta will pitch two really good games in a row, have an iffy, then pitch a dud. He's a little bit less consistent, but his stuff is there. And then behind him,
0: waka, you, have waka, the, waka.
2: you have the old balls and waka, waka, waka and Rich Hill. Oh. I forgot they signed Rich Hill because that was before the strike. Bill was so against Rich Hill, and I wasn't. He's 42 or 43 or whatever he is. This is Bill's age. But, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so he knows what those bones feel like. Yeah. But he had a fucking nasty year last year. Uh, He was with the Rays, I believe. He had a couple good years before that. He's been with the Red Sox system before. I get he's old. But if he can be your fourth guy in your lineup and just just eat innings as a lefty, you know, in the way that they're playing it now, four or five innings a clip as a, as your fourth guy, why not? And Michael Walker was, Mass has a good um, um, article on this too in 98.5, talking about his stuff and the way that he came out in the bigs and he, his first three years were lights out. The guy was nasty. He had some injuries, has fallen off. If the Red Sox nerds can tap into that guy and get some of his shit back, his potential's there. It's absolutely there. So we'll see. Um, I don't want to call him the next. Uh, oh, my God. My brain just froze. Who's the fucking Coke guy last year? Uh, uh, Bill Gailey. Garrett Richards. I don't Robert want to call Richard. Michael in the next Garrett Richards because Walk is, uh, I think, a better career pitcher than Richards. But that, that reminds me of that kind of signing. It could come and go throughout the season. Can I,
1: can I explain something real quick? I thought you said coat, uh, Coke guy, not coat guy.
2: Oh, sorry. No, yeah. That's
1: no. why I said Bill Gailey real quick. <laughs> Just...
2: <laughs> Do we know a bit, a bigger Coke guy? It's gotta be. Last, last chance for pussy. Someone in that bar had to have been a bigger oh, Coke
0: guy.
1: fuck, yeah. That yeah. guy, was, I mean, yeah. That guy last, was probably sprung up on
2: Coke. Last Coke. chance for pussy, uh, Ray and I were with some friends in New Orleans, and uh, we were in the gay district eating some uh, hungover breakfast, and it was a downpour, and there was this dive bar, And we were just kind of walking by or walking towards. And some guy ran out with a cat and yelled last chance for pussy. And we knew that that was the place. That was where we needed to go. (laughs) So, yeah, there's some Coke guys in there. I don't know about Coke guys, but Coke guys. Yep. Uh, Yep. And your fifth spot of the lineup, uh, you're looking at Garrett Whitlock, Tanner Hawkins. Or uh, oh, the Winkowski kid, I think they got out the Yankees last year. There's a couple spots on us that might go in there. I personally think Alex Cora wants Garrett Whitlock back in that position he was before Ooh, in the bullpen yes. as a bulk guy or end of the uh, end of the game guy. Some that he can bounce around. Um, I personally think that's where he will end up eventually in the season.
1: Yeah, I think it's Huak. Ho- I just hope it is because that's just a fun name to say season. Huak. Look, and Bill, f- Bill always says never trust a guy with a vowel at the end of his name, so I'm not going with the Wynowski kid. Racist. That's, um, that's what Bill says. I'm just saying what Bill says. No, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, uh, yeah, no, I, I
2: expect Whitlock back in the bullpen. And just a little bit, one last Red Sox nugget. Chris Sale is expected to start throwing this week after he okay. uh, cracked sure. his rib and still can't pitch in Toronto. Uh, so we'll see how that turns out. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: -hmm. Uh, Quick afternoon delight. We'll be back with uh, a a quick Bruins minute.
0: Skyrockets in in flight. Afternoon Afternoon delight. You guys have it, I
2: think.
0: Afternoon delight. I don't know, Ron. That sounds kind of crazy.
2: Bruins laid an absolute egg. And normally, Ray, I would not. Really blink twice at this everyone has a bad game from time to time but this was against uh the maple leaves who are in your division who you were fighting to stay out of the wild card position and you drop two points against them your two points as we record this your two points behind them 87 to 89 right now uh you're in the wild card spot and if you want to make if you have want to have a chance at any type of run you have to avoid that uh florida panthers team as long as possible because they're one of the best, if not the best team in the league, never mind the East, but they have fucking dominated you. Mm. Absolutely annihilated you all season. Uh, even going into last season, they played you tough. And you go out there and uh, your defense just caca's pepede uh, in the headlines, pepede down the leg of themselves. And uh, David Pasternak, who scored a goal, uh, continues to turn the fucking puck over. Uh, at an alarming rate in big games. I'm not going to toot toot on my take of David Pasenok not, not showing up when needed most, but that game on Tuesday night and showed me a lot of confidence. It wasn't his fault. The defense lost in that game. I was they look like absolute shit. shit. I, I'm, I'm, uh, Bill's not here, so I'm I'm taking it. I'm taking this opportunity to shit up Pasternak
1: sh- when, uh, when he, when- cause you don't have to worry about getting murdered. All right. I get you.
2: <laughs> He didn't have a, you know, he just had some fucking terrible stupid fucking turnovers again, but no, it was the defense. It was the defense. And they put Lynn down with char with uh not char, uh, Carlo for, uh, for a good amount of time. And the statistics will bear out that, uh, Brennan Carlo blows, blows.
1: Why would you? Why would you switch them up? Why would you switch uh, the Lindholm and uh, McAvoy lineup like that? I'm okay with you get your doors blown out. Like I would just try to. I'm okay with them
2: taking a new guy in Lindholm and and pairing them up with uh, their second pairing just to see what it looks like, but probably not in a division game when you're fighting to stay out of the wild card spot. That's what I'm saying. You've seen how good Lindholm and McAvoy are. They're a top pairing. I mean, they are uh, a really, really good. They're a shutdown D. They're a shutdown D pairing. Not even just shutdown. They are they are both. They're you know they're a top D pairing in the NHL. They can score. They can push. They can stop. They can do everything. So look, I understand the uh, you want to see your new guy with with some other pairings,
1: but like against in that game in that not game, against, not against to Toronto, that? not when you're down six to one. No,
2: I'll just say this they scored six goals on you and you look like shit. You scored four. So in years past last year, specifically, I would say you, you probably have no shot against Toronto because, but this, this forward group for the Bruins and this offense is a little bit different. They have three lines that can contribute and that can score. If Jake DeBrusk, who scored again, can uh, continue to be uh, there and a contributor on that top line. Pasternak continues to bury pucks. Taylor Hall continues to be the uh, contributor and distributor and Coyle and Smith. And those guys do their thing. Then I'll I'll give the edge to, to the Bruins winning games, three, four, five, four, five, three against Toronto, because I like Swayman better than the miseric
1: yeah, who's that's, that's the worst part position on that team walking
2: turnstile waiting to happen and their defense is nothing to sniff at. So, yeah, you know, their forwards
1: are nasty. I mean, they got they got that's what they're built for. They're built to win game six to five, six to four.
2: And let's not forget the, you know, the history that Boston has with Toronto and uh, Toronto landed on our loser city list a long time ago, basically because the Maple Leafs are such losers. So keep that in mind. Uh, okay, uh, we'll right back with simplest, simplest minds of the week.
0: Are you stupid or something? Thomas as stupid as stupid do is.
1: I got two for you. I don't know if you wanted to add to this list. Oh, I gave you one. I gave you the first one. I totally agree with that. You didn't Bill give enough. me. You didn't I give didn't me give it to you, but Bill, Bill, myself, and you were in the text exchange. We yeah, all know. It's that. a no brainer. Yeah, simplest no-brainer.
2: mind of this week comes from the Oscars. It's one Mr. (laughs) Will Smith himself. I'll give you my take on it, or you can listen to Tuesday's show with uh, our conversation with uh, Whitney Ingram and uh, uh, T-Nuts. T-Nuts there. I almost called her Uh, (laughs) T-Sack. With (laughs) T-Nuts. I I gave a a pretty adamant um, opinion about Will Smith, but what a dick. I'll let you speak on uh, it, Ray, because I don't think you got a chance
1: to in that interview. What a fucking idiot. What? I don't. The thing I don't like the most is that he thought the joke was funny until he looked at his wife rolling her eyes. Then he knew, oh, fuck. This is, she's pissed. I need to step up for my woman. Who has more dicks in her than Bill had dicks in his asshole back when he went down to Tennessee earlier this year? So, yeah. That's one of those things where it's just like... And the people that are saying it's staged, these are the same people that are conspiracy theorists that put tinfoil hats on. It's not staged. He was pissed. He was stepping up for his wife but i think it was bad it looks makes will smith look really bad like a dink
2: i don't think it was staged i don't either i understand why people think that way because nothing can be trusted anymore but i've paid a little bit of attention to like the aftermath of it and i don't know it doesn't feel like that and i don't think the oscars and the academy has it in them to pull maybe the golden globes Yes. I don't think like the Oscars have that in them to dip to that level because no. it is like everything in this world. It is split 50 50. Mostly. Well, maybe not. I, I think more people are against Will Smith then, but there's enough people uh, supporting him that it's a thing that you stand up for your wife, you stand up for your woman. Like, first of all, okay, stand up for your wife and your woman if someone's insulting them. Are you going to go? Fight somebody because someone made a joke about your wife. Jesus, how, there are a mil, there are millions of husbands in this world who have been in that situation. That number one, their wife is like, "Don't be an idiot." Number two, in their minds, like, this is exactly what went through Will Smith said. I know I shouldn't do this. Does my wife think I should do this? What would a real man do? "Quote unquote." I gotta go smack this bitch. <laughs>
1: like that's what went through his fucking head, even though he knew he shouldn't have, because everybody knows you shouldn't. That's just well, dumb. What my what well, gone through my head would have been this. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Look at my wife and be like. Ah, ah. That's the that's first it. thing that went through his head,
2: because you know why? Because Chris Rock made a dumb, made it, it was easy, stupid, stupid it was- joke about his her hair. She has propecia, not cancer. Uh, yeah. Jesus, like she doesn't have hair. You know what else i saw which made me laugh out loud i what? saw a headline charlie Villanueva in support of will smith
0: <laughs>
1: i did not see that that made me laugh out loud i should have sent it to you guys charlie
2: Villanueva, uh ex basketball player i think he made it to the nba oh um, yeah he
1: played for a while in the nba okay troy uh,
2: famously was hairless with i guess it was propicia i didn't I, you know i didn't Gonna but he, has no he has no eyebrows. He has no eyebrows. eyebrows. Like, yeah, no facial hair. I'm sure he went through hell as a kid, and, and people Kevin made fun of him.
1: Garnett made fun of him. Remember, remember oh, yeah. that game? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 he yeah, made that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I
2: remember. <laughs> but you know, for him to go, I'm in support of. Will that? How? Think of how this is the simple mind sports show. He needs to come on the show and explain like his <laughs> reasoning. So Chris Rock makes fun. So if he made fun of. Jada Pinkett Smith for anything other than propecia. Would Charlie Villanueva been on Will Smith's side? Nope. No, it's just because just you got that. a fucking propecia problem. <laughs> so it's just no matter what, I'm fucking team propecia. Like what? So, wait, what a is there a different?
1: Idiot. I changed my vote. I put Charlie Villanueva on the top of the simplest <laughs> minds of the week. That's fine, but I need to know: is there different forms of it? Because he I has have like no idea. He has nothing. He has no like. It's like. I would assume
2: so. I think she's probably been like losing, like
1: you know, losing hair. Because he has no eyebrows, no facial hair. He maybe he was now. Does that go? Something. But does that go down to the chesticles and to the ball throw? Hard
2: to say. It would be nice to have him the need on the show. Why don't you get on that? Media All media right, manager. I'll be on. I'll yeah. be on that. Hit up Charlie. Um, uh, the other one, just really quickly, that I had was just the Lakers as a whole, or if you want to put LeBron on this. They uh, gave up 82 points in the first half to the Mavs on Tuesday night. They are a shit show and absolute uh, debacle. Uh, if if I could just get a real quick toot toot again, I did not Man, want is, Anthony Davis. Watch,
1: watch the shoulder, Rich. I did
2: not want Anthony Davis trade uh, to the Celtics years ago when Danny Ainge was trying to pull that off with Tatum and Jalen and those guys. And he probably would have if that Rose rule wasn't in effect with Kyrie Irving. Could they? He couldn't get Anthony Davis because Kyrie Irving was on the team. Something about an MVP and within the first five years, whatever the fucking Rose rule is. Douchebag rule. I didn't want that guy because he's a loser and an injury waiting to happen, and you're just seeing it now. You are seeing it now at the Lakers. What a shit show.
1: No, I totally agree, and they're out of the playoffs right now. If you look at the standings, they're about to miss the playoffs. And that is a star-studded team. And I love how the fact that LA is looking like an embarrassment out there. Clippers and Lakers both yep. look like shit.
2: Absolute gross. And Russell Westbrook, of course, went off on another reporter for,
1: you know, well, of course, uh, know, questioning you didn't, you didn't, you didn't, yeah. his lack of being able to win fashion.
0: Oh.
2: Uh, all right, Raymond, well, let's end the show. I have down here a soccer minute because the United States men's national team uh, qualified for the World Cup, more or less. Uh, but you wanted to talk about WrestleMania. So you have yeah. one minute to talk about WrestleMania and then uh, the soccer team. Go ahead.
1: Uh, thank you, Richard. WrestleMania is this weekend, Saturday and Sunday event, two night special. Uh, Big matches, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. You got Cody Rhodes facing Seth Rollins. Uh, Ronda Rousey's back in the ring against Charlotte Flair. It's going to be a good one. Two nights of it. It's a full week of WrestleMania. It's a pro wrestling fan's dream right now, so it's nice. And I finished that in less than a minute. Very good. And anything to say about the United States men's
2: national team overpaid uh, cuckolds? Yeah, they're back in the World Cup. We've uh, this is the, been the, we've just run out of time, Ray. So I'm sorry we didn't get to the soccer minute, but uh, this has been the some of my sports show Friday Rewind, April first, uh, April Fools' Day. We'll see you on Tuesday for our conversation with Whitney Ingram and Girls, Pro Two, T Nuts. Tomato Nuts. Tomato Nuts. And Miss Tomato tomato Nuts, nuts, you're not going to want to miss miss that one. See you on Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Some cladding around in the woods out back. Frightened me
1: for a minute. There was a lot of dogs barking when I went out. Got a lot of deer. God, God
2: goddamn internet, Raymond. What happened? You're frozen. I know, but I don't understand. It was going so well. Your mic looks great. You're frozen in a blur of fat.
1: Well, what else am I going to do? Hold on. There we go.
2: Yeah, there you go. Don't move. Don't no sudden movements from you.
1: You got it. Oops. Oh god damn it. <laughs> I, god. Uh,
2: what was I saying? Oh yeah, a lot of deer. A lot of deer um by me which is gross. Do you guys have Are you just gone? God fuck. No, oh, I'm here.
1: I'm here. Hello. You god damn it leave. 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 All right. I'll be back. Uh you might have to send me another request. Yeah, okay. God.
2: All right. I'm back to rage. I'm back to rage. I know it doesn't take much for me, but God, if you had to deal with the likes of Raymond Langevin on a weekly basis, you know, I don't own a gun for a reason. That was too far. I don't mean that, but a pencil in my eye, that'd be something different.
1: Oh, hey, Ray. Hey, Rich. How's it going? It's going good. Just don't look at my video. <laughs> I was just—I uh, was just talking about you. About what? Nothing. Um. God damn it! You. Uh... Hold on. Hold on. Keep going. Keep talking. Yeah. Um. There. What'd you do? I took it off the uh, webcam and I just did my own uh, computer one. I think it's something with that webcam. What's going on? Fucking webcams. Yeah. Whatever. It is what it is. So yeah, deer. You're peeing. You got scared. Thought there was deer gonna bite your pecker. I don't
2: remember. It doesn't make it. It doesn't make a difference. you want to uh, uh, start the show with some opening takes?
1: Uh, Bill is uh, soon
2: to join us uh, as we get the show started. <laughs> April Fools.